thinking about God. No, 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 no. Because I, I feel extremely nauseous when that happens. And I, and I get diarrhea. So clearly that's not from God, Liz. God would not do that to me if I was called to do that. She wasn't having it. And here I am today. Speaking to you completely confidently like you're just in my lounge. Because I had a faith-filled friend who never gave up on me and kept pushing me. You know those friends that, that tell us, come on, you can do it. Snap out of it. Stop it. Move forward. Get up. Get going. Come on. You've got it. You see, we can all have great friends, can't we? But what does it look like to have that friend that is a faith-filled friend? The friend that pushes you. You know, I feel like God wants to be involved in our friendships. But often we don't give him room for that because we think, why would he be interested in something so trivia? Why would he be interested in that? He's not really bothered about that at all. You see, I don't care how strong you think you are or how strong I think I am. The reality is that it's the people around you that will ultimately determine where you end up. It really is. It really is. Proverbs 12 verse 26 says, listen to this, the righteous, the righteous, they choose their friends carefully. Carefully. Not casually. Not conveniently. Not off their headly. They choose their friends carefully. Amos 3 verse 13 says, two people walk arm in arm unless they do, sorry, do two people walk arm in arm unless they have first agreed where they're going. Think about that. All throughout your life and mine, you'll see, you'll remember there's been people that you've linked arms with that have taken you down a journey or a path that is actually taking you a jolly long time to undo or to correct. And you know why? Because you've linked arms with them before you found out where they're going. You have linked arms with them before you have found out where they are going. I've always been really big on knowing who is in our girl's world. So we've got three daughters, 22, 19, and 16. And just recently, my 16-year-old, she says to me, she came to me and said, Mum, there's a sleepover. And it's a mixed sleepover. And uh, I would like to go. I said, okay. Uh, I need some details first. I need to know who these people are, what the family is, like what's going down, what the agenda is, the whole details. She's like, Mum, really? Like, I'm 16. Are we still doing this? I'm like, yes, we are. Yes, we are still doing this. Do it till you leave home. <laughs> yes, I'm still doing this. Most of us would say we have friendships that fall in different categories, don't we? I don't know if you've ever thought about this, actually. But firstly, there's those that we call our fun friends. You know, they're the party in a bag friend. Who's got those? I've got those. You know, you're going to go to what's potentially going to be a really dull party. 
Or, or you look at who's been invited and you think, mm, might, might be a little bit, you know, lifeless. So you invite your party and a bag friend <laughs> because you know they're going to make a joke and they're going to say something silly before you do. It's awesome. <laughs> but the thing is with our fun friend is that, bear with me for a moment. Although you can always rely on them to liven the moment up, they're actually not always reliable in other areas of your life. So when you're, because they're quite spontaneous people, aren't they? So you can't always rely on them when other stuff is going down. And then there's the friends that we meet in our family. There's the friends that we do life with in our family. And if you get to do that, that's a real blessing because not everybody can be friends with their family members. <laughs> Some people, it's more like an enemy family relationship. So if you can do that and that works, then that is really awesome. And I call them our familiar friends. They know you. They've always known you. They've known you when you were at school, they knew you when you were growing up, when you went to kindy, when you were a teenager, but the problem with our familiar friends is that they know you too much. They know you too much. They don't get to speak, they don't speak, they choose not to speak, and they don't see necessarily the gift that God has in your life, because they remember the mistakes, they remember the wonky paths that you walked, and they don't seem to get quite past that. So they don't see the God gift within you because you're just you to them. That's the familiar friend. And then we have the faithful friend, the, the loyal friend, the, the solid friend, the one that's always there, always around, always steady. But, but the problem with the familiar, the faithful friend, sorry, is that they don't always like change. The one that's solid and loyal, they, they like the predictable. They, they want it the way it's always been. They don't want change. So you see, every type of friendship is actually different when you think about it, isn't it? It has its strengths and it has its weaknesses. And if we can identify that, it's actually really helpful. Because what that means then is we can stop going to the, looking to the wrong person for the wrong thing. Because potentially what happens is we want to go to one person and they serve every purpose. Often we mix it up and we expect everything from that one person when God has actually got different people with different gifts for yours and my life. Different people for different gifts. Now, this might be breaking news for some of you, breaking news, but God has strategic friendships for you and for me. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but God does actually set friendships up. He really does. But these are different friendships. These are really different friendships. And you won't find them in the mundane. You won't find them in the everyday. You'll only find them when you're reaching for a miracle. You'll only find them when you're about to enter a fight. A fight for your faith. Tell you what, these friends, these friends are different. These ones that come along right at that moment, they're different. They're very different. They're the ones God chose for you. 
And these God's selected friends are entirely to do with your destiny. And they're entirely to do with what God's calling you into and out of. That's what these friends are all about. And I call these friends the faith-filled friends. The faith-filled friends. They're full of faith. They're full of faith for the fight that you're about to take on. These friends have a divine gift. They have a gift that God has given them, and it's assigned to you by God. I want to ask you this morning, do you have people in your world like that? Do you have faith-filled friends? Because they're different. They're really different. Let's check out the screen this morning to just see what that what a faith filled friend you, that's looks like. What I'm doing. No, you don't know what you're doing. He's gotta come to you. You're the champ. It's nothing. He's mine. You stand toe to toe with this woman, he'll kill you. It doesn't take a man to stand there and get your head beat off. He's don't tired. He's getting tired. Don't go wasting your punches. You're the champ. Don't try to take him out with one punch. Use your head. Now you wear him down. He's all lost. I know what I'm doing. I swear I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me what you think. Go out there and do it, Rock. I have a tiger. You understand? Yeah. Go out there and knock his head off. He's just a man, Rock. Just a man, right? Be more man than him. Go get him. I have the tiger. I have the tiger. Up and down, side to side. Okay, good. Deep breath. Bring it on. Deep breath. Deep breath. Look at me. I like what you're doing out there, all right? You're a little tight. You're going to loosen up, all right? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to put your left under the radar. Yes, now, when you come up with a shovel hook, you're going to see an opening, put it right on his chin, then I'll drop him. I'll be... Mouthpiece in, seconds out! I should have stopped this one with your father. I'll stop this one now. Don't, okay? Let me finish. I gotta prove it. Prove what? I'm not a mistake. Look at me. I never got a chance to thank Apollo for helping me out after Mickey died. But it's nothing compared to what you've done. You taught me how to fight again. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to fight this thing. But if I fight, I want you to fight too. I want you to go across this ring and knock Say down. It. Can you do it? Say it. I'm going knock down. I know you are. You know why? Because you're a creed. And I love you, kid. There's times in life when you and I are in a ring. There's a time when you and I are in a ring. And it actually happens a few times throughout our life. And God strategically places people alongside our ropes. Think about it. He puts people alongside our ropes to say, get up, get in that ring, do not sit down. You've got this, God is with you, he is for you, you are the head and not the tail. They're God-sent friends, God-assigned, full of faith friends. And you know why they're so faithful? It's often because they've already been there. They've seen it before. So they know what it takes to get to that next level. In that first scene that you saw there, Rocky is getting a pep talk by a guy called Apollo. And in the pep talk, he's telling him what to do. He's telling him how to get through the fight. But in the second scene, it's, there's a role reversal. And what's happening is Rocky is actually coaching Apollo's son. You see, Rocky knows I've been there. I know what it takes to get through this fight. I'm going to help you in the ring. 
I'm not going to let you down. I'm here with you. You've got this, buddy. We're going to do this together. Do you have someone like that in your corner? Do you have someone like that in your corner? You see, in the Bible, we read that Elijah was that for Elisha. We read that Timothy was that for Paul. Moses was that for Joshua. And Naomi was that for Ruth. God wants to send faith assigned friends to your future. In 1 Samuel 18, there's a beautiful story about two guys that I want to use this morning to help illustrate this to you. And some of you will know the story, but I want to tell you the background. It's about uh, David and Jonathan. See, the background is David is, is a shepherd boy. He's just come off, off the, the fields of le- uh, looking after the sheep. And he's going towards the battle line where currently his brothers are fighting the Philistine army. And there's this enormous, ugly giant called Goliath. And David turns up. He's not part of the army. Bear this in mind. He's just a little shepherd boy. And he turns up and he walks down the hill from looking after the sheep. And he comes down and he, and he hears Goliath like mouthing off. And he's like, who does he think he is? Like, listen to what he's saying. He's like really insulting our people and my God. Like, how dare he? That's really rude and not appropriate. And this is not going to happen. Someone should take that man down. Someone should deal with him. So he's like, I'm going to devise a plan. So he's thinking about it. He's like, I'm going to do this. He can't get away with that. And while he's thinking about it, while he's planning how he's going to take down this giant, the familiar voices come. The familiar voices, you see, because his brothers were there. The familiar voices. They were there on the front line as well. And they begin to say to him, who do you think you are that you can do that? Like, we've been here for ages and we can't do it. So how conceited of you that you think that you can do that all by yourself? Like, what's that about? Go away. Shut up. Get lost. They don't, but they don't see. They don't see what, what God sees. Because when you have eyes of faith, it's different. When you have eyes of faith, you see beyond what the natural shows you. You really do. And so his brothers, with his, own, with, um, with his familiar friends, are telling him, don't even try. Don't even go there. Not going to happen, David. But I tell you what. God had someone in the wings. God had someone in the wings who was going to come alongside and be in his corner. Someone that was going to get along the side on the rope with him. And that someone was sent by God. And that person was called Jonathan. You see, Jonathan's father, Saul, was a king. And God had a destiny that David would be a king one day. But David David didn't know about that at that stage. It made absolutely no sense at all that this shepherd boy and Jonathan the prince would be friends. You see, Jonathan was here to the throne. He was here to the throne. But I tell you what, there's often these faith-filled, God-sent, God-assigned friends don't make sense. They honestly don't. Sometimes they can be generations apart. 
Sometimes they can be nations apart. Sometimes there can be a language barrier. They make no sense whatsoever. But when these God-assigned, faithful friends turn up, everything changes. Everything changes. You see, it said in verse 1 of Samuel 18, and you can see this in your notes, that after David had finished talking with Saul, so bear in mind Saul is Jonathan's father, Jonathan's just listening to this conversation. And this is at the stage where, where, where um, he's, David is talking to Saul about Goliath and how he's going to take him down and what's going to happen and it's going to be awesome. Jonathan's listening. He said, and after David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one spirit with David and loved him as himself. Instantly, in a moment, he heard him speak and he's like, there's, there's a destiny on that guy. There's a purpose on that guy that is far greater than I or anyone can imagine. Instantly, one in spirit, and he loved him as himself. When God revealed what was inside David, what was inside Jonathan became alive. And Jonathan realized, I am assigned to your destiny. And the Bible says in the Amplified Version, in that moment, Jonathan's soul, his soul was bonded to David's soul. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. You see, these friendships, they're, they're spiritual. These friendships are spiritual. In that story, instantly their spirits were attached. You don't need years when God is involved. You don't need years. Some of you in this room, you're here in this church because you came and your spirit got attached to Daryl's, or it got attached to mine. In the natural, it doesn't make sense. We don't hang out together socially. But your spirits connect. There's something there, isn't there, of a joint purpose, a joint destiny. And God says to you, I need you in this corner. I need you in this corner. It's completely spiritual, and it completely makes no sense to those who define friendships in a natural way, who put it in a natural box, in a convenient box, in a I chose my friends box. Why? Because they're deeply anchored in seeing what God sees and hearing what God hears. These friendships are also purposeful. They aren't like any other friendships in our world. They have purpose. They're purely based on purpose, not personality. Not on performance. They're totally about the purpose that God has for your life. It says when Jonathan saw David in verse 3, you can see it in your notes, that he instantly made a covenant with him. Now, covenant is not a light word in the Bible, is it? It's not like he made a commitment and said, oh, how about we see next week, we'll go out for coffee, we'll see if we get on together, and we'll see how it goes from there. No. Covenant's completely different. It's a sacred thing. It's like, God, I see the purpose and the destiny you have on this person, and even if they don't see it yet, I'm making a covenant to help see that purpose come to pass. Was David perfect? No. Would he fail? Yes. But you see, Jonathan didn't commit whether he failed or not. Jonathan committed because 
covenant commits above convenience and it commits above circumstances. It's like your word is your word. God knows what you need for your fight and what you're going to need to have to stand up. My final point this morning, if the band can come up now, would be that these friendships are always resourceful. It's crazy. It's crazy what happens when these friends turn up. They are always resourceful. They always bring something that you need. See, Jonathan showed up to David with something that he would need for the fight. And you would think it might be about Goliath, but it actually wasn't about Goliath. What happened? It's really fascinating what Jonathan did. See, Jonathan was not there for the fight. He was there for the purpose that God had on his life, which was kingship. That's why Jonathan was part of this story. It was all about kingship. Yeah, he turned up around the time of Goliath, but that's not what that was about. It was about the kingship. And it said in verse 4 that he took off his robe. Think about this. This is royalty onto a shepherd boy. He took off his robe and he gave it to David. And he took off his sword and he gave it to David. And he took off his bow and his belt and he gave it all to David. That's huge. He took off the representations of his kingship and put them onto David. What was he saying? He was saying, I'm going to resource you to be king even though I should be king. He's saying, I have enough faith for your future not to despise you or belittle yours. Because faith-filled friends know that God has got more than enough for both their journey and the person that you're resourcing. I don't know what your life looks like, and I can preach about friends all day long because I'm very passionate about friends. But I know something significant happens when you have faith-filled friends in your life. And for some of you this morning, you might be thinking, but I don't have that. I don't have people like that in my world. Can I tell you right now, here is an easy equation to get that. It's called small groups. If you are not in a small group, you are missing out because that's where you're doing life with people that are on the same page. You have linked because you know where they're going and you are guaranteed to find faith-filled friends within small group environments when you do life together. So I encourage you this morning, there's little connect cards all over the place. If you're not in one, why don't you take that step this morning and fill it out, tick that I want to join a small group and pop it in the little box on the way out and we'll get you into a small group because that's the way you should be doing 2019. Absolutely, hands down. Because God needs his kingdom built. He needs to get his house established and he needs all of us to be willing to do that together, to be there for each other. I know that I've got people in my life that have resourced me, people in this very room that have encouraged me, have prayed for me, have backed me up all along the journey that we've been here in Pocky. And I want to thank you for that. Don't stop. (laughs) We all need that. We all need that. And I love how God is bothered about friendships in our world. Some of you have got great friends in your world, and that's fantastic. We've got the fun friends, the familiar friends, the loyal friends. But do you have faith-filled friends? Come on. We are called to have that in our world, and we're also called to be that to others.
We are called to be that to others. Can I pray for you this morning? Lord, we love you. And we love that you're interested in who we allow to speak into our world. Thank you that you have God sent, God assigned friends for us when there is a fight for our faith. When there is that intersection, Lord God, where we need the pers- a person to come alongside us with the faith for the fight. With the wisdom, with the resources, with the encouragement for the fight. Thank you, Lord God, that you have that. Lord God, Lord, I pray for those of us that don't have that right now. Lord God, I pray for in divine encounters. Lord God, I pray that you resource them this year, Lord God, with exactly that. And I pray that you help us to be bold and courageous to be that for others. Lord God, we love you and we thank you that you have got great plans and purposes for all of us and we're not meant to do it alone. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you love us. We honour you this morning in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. Can we thank Denise for a great message this morning? Thanks, Tony. Just right in, just right here in this moment, everybody. Come on, let, let's take a moment right here. Why don't you close your eyes and bow your heads? I'd like to invite you to do that. And maybe you're maybe you're here today, and and we never like to finish a service or close a service without giving an opportunity for for people to to come to the Lord and and to commit their lives to Him. And, and so right here, right now, in this place, this uh, way why no one's looking around here, it was between you and God. And and maybe you've come to the point of. Of, of doing 2018 and, and, and feeling like, okay, I've done it my way and, and it just has 